Hey there, and welcome to episode 105 of Caffeinated Yogi Talks. First off, if you are the awesome little human that nominated me to be interviewed for a small business owner or a solopreneur um, feature in a newspaper, then thank you so much. Uh, A little backstory to this, or as much as what I know, to be honest, uh, this organization called Go Solo reached out. Their mission is to find small business owners or solopreneurs, which is still a very new term for me, (laughs) Uh, but to find those that are really making a difference or that are standing out in their community. I started looking through their website some, and they really write from all around the world. Uh, An article that I was reading was just about some dude in Morocco. Morocco. So knowing that I somehow got uh, on their radar is really freaking cool. And I just wanted to say thanks if you were the person that uh, put my name out there. If you weren't and you want to hear me just kind of answer the questions, that's what you're going to hear next. Uh, It's going to be a little bit of a more organic feel. So the interview itself is conducted uh, from afar, meaning it's not that somebody is sitting there and asking me questions. They give me a questionnaire to fill out and I figured I would bring it up. I think there's like five or six, so it's not too long. But I haven't even written my answers yet. Uh, I just kind of put down a bullet point or two on the ones that were a little bit more complex to kind of help me keep my ducks in a row on this episode of the show. But if you want to hear me talk about mostly sky's the limit, uh, then continue to tune on in. If you know somebody that is looking to branch out or is nervous to start on their own, then please, please, please share this episode with them because a decent amount of the questions that they ask are a little bit more on the business side, not necessarily as much of what do you do as a yoga teacher kind of a feel. So um Please share the love if you know somebody that needs the love. Also, maybe your mind or your belly or your heart needs the love of coffee. If so, go grab yourself a nice warm or cold yummy cup and let's dive in. Hey there and welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I am your host, Danielle Talley. In this lovely corner of the internet, we will talk about all things movement, from strength training to mobility and yoga. We'll dabble into mindset a little bit. We will most definitely talk about nutrition and, of course, this crazy thing called life. So if any of those topics just made you smile, throw on your headphones, grab yourself a nice, warm, yummy cup of coffee or tea if that's your fancy, And let's get chatting. Okay, so before I talk about today's sponsor, I want to give you a little bit of a backstory because I just love whenever certain things kind of fall into play in a just like organic fashion or whenever you all of a sudden look at something and you're like, oh man, I'm so smart and you had no idea that it was going to pan out in such a good way. Um, so backstory for me on like my editing of the podcast, if you will, I always record the intro. I enter in the, or I'm sorry, I always record the intro, intro, the pre to the intro. And then I hit pause. I paste the intro in. I don't necessarily edit it right away. I then just go back to recording. So basically what just happened for me was I just finished saying, 
and let's dive in. And then I hit paste and I was like, oh, Danielle, the sponsor should definitely be you because you just launched your first ever TCY website, which is so freaking huge. And everything is on sale for TCY. And this is such a good uh, connection since this episode is all about business. But I really had no idea that those two were going to overlap as I thought of today's, uh, you know, episode topic. So uh, yeah, good little, little pat on the back just happened behind the scenes, if you will. But yes, TCY has a home. I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about this because it... Uh, comes up in one of the questions on this questionnaire that I'm going to dive into. But yes, TCY has been a thing for two years and I am just now having a website. I have worked with dozens of people just via the time of the pandemic and I was able to do all of that without an actual website. So if you are feeling like, oh, I don't have the resources to get started or blah, 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 um, you're wrong. You can do it. I promise I have faith in you. You a lot of times have to think outside of the box, but you can do it. If you are interested though in working with me one-on-one from anything to strength training, uh, mobility, or nutrition, please go to thecaffeinatedyogi.com. Isn't that so nice to say? Thecaffeinatedyogi.com. I have a home. Go there. Look at it. Even if you aren't interested in working one-on-one, give it a little peruse. It'll make me smile. I'll get some clicks on the website. Uh, I really need some clicks. So go go give a click. Uh, uh, all of my coaching from movement is 15% off and all uh, nutrition coaching is 20 bucks off. So just a little feeler out there. I also have a new nutrition offer. So I have two things on movement, strength and mobility, two things from nutrition. One is three months of coaching. The other is just an one hour power hour. So a one hour call between you and I. I'm terribly sorry if you hear the clicks because that's one thing I to this day, do not know how to edit out of the podcast, but I had to flip over to switch gears to this questionnaire. So first, just a reminder, I was just talking everything about TCY. The Caffeinated Yogi is my online coaching business. They reached out to me because of Sky's the Limit. I do talk about TCY a little bit here and there, but they reached out for Sky's the Limit, so I am honoring that request and primarily talking about that. If you do not know, my other business is Sky's the Limit Yoga Company. Please also go give it a little view on the gram, on the website, whatever it may be. Uh, We have something for those that live local to the 757 and beyond. We have over 300 classes virtually. Like there's literally an option for everybody. So I would love to uh, have you on the mat if you're looking for some yoga. All right. The first question is, what's your business and who are your customers? Uh, I really didn't type any notes into this, but again, my yoga studio, it is called Sky's the Limit Yoga Company. My customers are everybody. And I like to say it like two words because we spell it lowercase every, uppercase body, meaning that it is not for just the yogi that you would see on Instagram. So whenever you're scrolling through, if you were to type yoga or yogis of Instagram or yoga chick or whatever hashtag you want or phrase you want into something like Instagram, you're going to see so many people that are probably very small doing a lot of handstands or very deep stretches. You might also see somebody that is jacked and then doing like very, uh, I would say, uh, strength-based poses. 
uh, you're going to see one of those two things. But ideally, you're going to see somebody that you would picture on a magazine cover. And we are not about that here. Uh, We are about yoga for every single person. That's actually why we even shift gears for what is the name of our power class. So yes, there are different types of yoga in the studio. I always like to make sure that part is clear. Um, Just because it says yoga for everybody doesn't mean that everybody can't do different things, right? Like, do you want to just stretch? Do you want to get sweaty? Do you want to move to fun tunes? Do you want to come to a class that is inspired by like dance in a way? Uh, We have all that covered. Uh, Are you looking for kids yoga, prenatal yoga, different options for different phases of life or different things that make you smile? Maybe you're a lifter and the main thing that you want to come for is a bit of foam rolling. We got you covered there too. Uh, However, power is something that really has scared people. I realized within the first six months of business that uh, a lot of people in this area, the 757 area, they don't have experience to power yoga. And they then automatically view it as that's the really hard stuff and I can't do it. Wrong. We literally adjust the class so that it is for everybody. We are going to go through variations and modifications for everybody. Now, are you going to get sweaty and power and potentially just want to go to sleep and restorative? Yes. So that part really does depend as to what you are looking for. Um, but overall, Sky's the Limit started in 2017. I started the organization as a just community-based class. So I moved to the state of Virginia from Florida because I knew that I wanted to open up a yoga studio and coffee shop. I had looked through several different cities from where I was living at the time, which was St. Petersburg, Florida, all the way up to the farthest north, which is where I'm located now in Norfolk, Virginia. And I looked at a bunch of different cities just to see where could this dream grow? Where is this dream possible? Where can I afford this dream to be possible? And I really liked, I felt like the progressiveness that I saw St. Pete go through. Uh, I I was there in a time whenever I saw so much growth and I lived in Florida my whole life. So I I saw it grow even, you know, from my childhood days to high school, etc. Seeing what it grew into, seeing what it is now uh, was really inspiring to me. And I feel like that Norfolk was and is making those similar uh, steps and changes. Even though the cities are very different, they have that same mission, that same vibe, uh, same community. And I was really drawn to that. Now, whenever I came here, though, I knew nobody. I literally knew nobody that lived in this state. I knew of people that used to live in the state, and that was one reason why I had come and visited here. But whenever I moved here in the summer of 2017, I did not know a single soul. Uh, I... I then obviously did not, you know, it wasn't like I was coming up here to a building, right? I was coming up here to start it all, to find a building, to do all those things. And I started the yoga studio in like breweries, coffee shops, the beach, uh, different like hangout spots, if you will. And that is still the backbone of the company. So now fast forward, we're going on one year of the brick and mortar being open The community classes are still very much a thing. We have about 20 community classes a month and we have about 40 classes in studio a week. So what is my business? I think I answered that. Who are my customers? Anybody. Anybody that is, what's the right word? Anybody that is open to leaving their ego at the door. Uh, I've worked with some strong people with TCY. Uh, I've seen dudes squat weight that I've just had to like do a double take and be like, wait, what? 
are you the Hulk? Is this a human? And then seeing those same people struggle in a yoga class. Um, my point of saying that is it's not like we're geared for, oh, our main demographic is 20 to 35 year olds. Our main demographic is 50 plus women. Um, we gear towards kids classes. Nope. We literally gear to everybody. As long as you are able to leave your ego at the door and you are okay with finding a smile, then you are welcomed. Moving on to question number two, tell us about yourself. For example, what got you started working on your business and what motivates you each day to do what you do? All right. Tell me about yourself. My name is Danielle period. <laughs> I hate that question. I, I I, mean, they continue on to say what it is, but tell us about yourself. Like, thank you for giving me, you know, a little bit more detail. So I'm just going to go based on the example. Um, what got you started working on your business? So I danced for 15 years. I did uh, competitive dance. I also taught dance. And whenever I went to college, long story short, I went to the University of South Florida. I auditioned to be a sun doll. I got it. Yay. I never went through with it because they had to, at least at the time, um, I was instructed I'd have to weigh in every week and I was not allowed to be plus or minus my weight on the scale. Mind you, my weight has been the same for a very long period of time. Um, my body, my uh, composition has changed, but uh, that has never necessarily been an issue for me. Weight fluctuation is not that big of an issue, uh, but that still did not sit well with me, so I did not proceed. I also did not continue to go forward with working with another yoga student, I mean, <laughs> dance studio because it just didn't feel right I was in the same home from 3 to 18 I just I didn't want to go anywhere else and it's also hard whenever you're in not too hard in the college age totally hard in the adult age to find a yoga studio oh my god to find a dance studio <laughs> that um is is not just like teaching the basics if that makes sense. Like I want to go for fun choreography, yet if you see an adult dance class, it's going to be like, okay, this is first position, this is second position, and like breaking down the mechanics of ballet or tap or something like that. And I, I'm not saying that I wanted like this cool professional level, but I wanted something that was more than like heel one, heel two kind of a feel. <laughs> um, so that is what kind of got me to the yoga realm. I was venting to a friend who was also in the dance world and sweet, she had switched gears to yoga and she was like, dude, you gotta try yoga. You're gonna love it. I was like, nope, nope, nope. I hate meditation. I don't like to just sit there. I wanna move. I wanna have fun. I wanna, I love good music. I wanna move to good music. And she was like, Danielle, you don't get it. Go to a hot power class. And my exact response was, I do not want a hot, sweaty meditation. And after a few days, maybe weeks of us going back and forth, I was finally like, fine, I'll sign up. I'll do the damn thing. And holy shit, was that one of the hardest things I have ever done. I, I was hooked. I only took a few classes before I signed up for teacher training. I was the worst student. I tell all of my current trainees, all of those that have trained under me over the past, gosh, I don't even know how many years now. Uh, I always tell them the story because I was the worst student. I wanted nothing to do with Shavasana. I, I just wanted to learn the movement. I didn't care about the different uh, meditation techniques. I didn't want to learn about the chakras. I didn't give a crap about the philosophy. 
and uh, my world was quickly turned upside down in yoga teacher training and it was for the better for sure. Uh, So that's kind of what drove me to this. In regards to why I wanted to open up a yoga studio and coffee shop, it was because I wanted a space where the yoga community could grow. I wanted a space where it wasn't like you had to come in and whisper. I hate whenever you go into a yoga studio and they're like, oh, sh- you got to be quiet. There's a class going on. And you're like, I, I just wanted to say hi. And can I have a schedule? Like, yeah, I, I wanted something where that community, that awesome community that you develop inside the yoga room can grow off of the mat. How many times have I seen with my own two eyes as a teacher that there are two students that maybe come regularly to the same class or two classes a week that's always at, let's say, like this 6 p.m. time slot. And they kind of grow to know each other because they see each other two plus times a week and they give an awkward maybe wave or smile. But as they leave the room, it's like quiet and communication isn't happening and that awesome energy is just gone. Uh, two really cool humans then do not have the opportunity to actually become friends. And I wanted a space where the friendships could grow. Now, did I open up a yoga studio and coffee shop? I did not. We do have a co-working space. Um, it is still, community is still the big driving force. But in all honesty, with COVID and other financial things in on my plate, I was not able to make a yoga studio and coffee shop work. But I do absolutely love that I still stuck to my guns. And I'm going to continue with that statement on one of the later questions. The last part of number two says, what motivates you each day to do what you do? And that one is quite simple. It would 100% be the students. Uh, I teach a lot. I teach more than what I probably should, and I am fully aware of that. It's not my goal to teach as much as what I am. Now, I love teaching. I hate whenever I see studio owners that are like, there was so much on the back end that I just, I had to quit teaching. Like, nope, that'll never be me. I will always guide the room. Um, Sorry, not sorry if you don't like me as your guide, but I'm going to be there. Uh, However, just like with any job, I hate whenever somebody uses the phrase, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life because that's so wrong. Like even think of how you sleep. You wake up some days and yes, you might love sleeping, but you're going to wake up some days and you're like, man, I didn't sleep that well. I want to go back to bed or man, why did I sleep like an asshole? My neck is all tight and cranky. Like what did I do? Just because it's something that you like doesn't mean that it's always going to be this thing that gives you all these warm and fuzzies. So For me, whenever it comes to guiding a room, there are times whenever I might be tired or maybe I'm on my period. Sorry, TMI. And like, all I want to do is just curl up and like sit down. I don't want to stand up and walk around and demonstrate and do different things. Like there are times whenever I don't want to be in there. And man, I swear to you, every single time I have been in just that, I don't want to be here state, I get some student that says something that just warms my heart. Um, I've been told some of the deepest, darkest secrets of humans' uh, life. Um, I've been told that I'm their driving force. I've been told that I uh, am more, I had this recently actually, that there was somebody that uh, um, is Jewish, a student, and she said that she feels that my classes are are more spiritual than going to the temple and just really thanked me for what I did. And I could tell you that was a day whenever I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I don't want to teach this class. I just want to go to bed. And uh, knowing that I impacted her in such a way was, uh, if you, I know you don't know, but I'm shrugging. It's something that I just, I can't put into words. So the students, um, 
Uh, as number one said, my customers, if you will, those are 100% what motivates me. And I know that might sound corny to some, but it's the dang truth. Moving on to number three, the question is, what's your biggest accomplishment as a business owner? And I had to put this into three different little sections. Um, Number one, moving to another state. Like having, so one thing was to quit corporate America. I left in January of 2017 and I moved here in June of 2017. Uh, Leaving corporate America (laughs) to just be like, all right, bye paycheck, bye stability, uh, bye benefits, bye friends, bye everything. Uh, It was one thing to quit. It was another thing to start my own business. And it was a third to just do it all someplace that I had only spent maybe five days in before. Uh, It was the most amazing experience in the world. I learned so much about myself on that car ride, (laughs) driving from Florida to Virginia, uh, did it in a day. Um, Man, did I learn a lot about myself? Did I cry so many times? Like, fuck, I think I'm gonna cry just saying this. Uh, um, It was incredible. Absolutely incredible, but man, did it take a set of freaking balls, dude. Uh, scariest thing, one of the scariest things I've ever done, and uh, I'm very proud of myself for that. The next one is, so again, I started the company in 2017. I did not open up the brick and mortar until November of 2021. So another one of my biggest accomplishments was winning so many awards without being open. And there's a few different ones like the Kova Best Of, um, the Virginia Pilot Top something, a bunch of different just fun local awards. And every year, uh, Sky's the Limit has won something somewhere. Some years it was bronze, silver, gold, whatever it may be. But knowing that we still did it, even though a brick and mortar didn't exist. And whenever I say we still did it, I mean that it was a list of like, rate your favorite yoga studio. And some of them were listing yoga studios through all seven, I think seven, cities of the Hampton Roads area. And sky's the limit made the top three. Like that is insane to me. Uh, Something that I will forever be proud of. And I hope to continue to see on that list as we grow. Now, the last thing that I would consider as a big accomplishment would be switching gears to the virtual world whenever COVID hit. So I was also, uh, I was just about to sign on a space to open up the studio. Like we closed in March, right? I think it was March. Yeah, March. We closed like I think March 15th or whatever it was. And I was supposed to, let's say, sign on this space on March 25th. All I know, all I remember is that it was the next week. And I called the landlord, me and him are decently good friends. And I was like, yo, uh, I can't really sign because I can't do anything right now. He's like, oh, totally fine. We're supposed to be closed for what, like two to four weeks? No big deal. Let's talk later. Obviously, we know that COVID took a totally different turn, one that we were not expecting. And I went from, at that point, I was growing TCY without TCY even being a thing. I just started working more one-on-one with some strength coaching uh, in person. That was really the only realm that I had kind of built that beast up yet, if you will. Uh, I was coaching at a gym and I had all the Sky Limit community classes, some Sky Limit private events, but uh, mostly all the community classes. Everything from the little bit of TCY that I had to everything from Sky Limit 
had to just go kaput, had to be shut down. And I was like, holy shit, what do I do? <laughs> How do I do this? And I, it was within less than 48 hours that I built out a virtual platform. Uh, I found different ways to take payment processing. I found ways for me to be able to record the videos, to provide it to our, uh, I did it because I didn't want to do that you just pay for a single class. Because I was like, man, like, I don't know. I want people to come somewhat regularly. And if I charge 10 bucks a class, like how regularly are they going to come? So I created it to where it was a membership style and uh, you paid for the membership. You had access to the videos, like a, a bunch of different things. I did that all within less than 48 hours. Also gained 50 members within the first week, like just super proud of the Sky's Limit community and the growth that I was able to uh, produce within such a short but also stressful state of time. All right. Whew, I'm really sorry. I think this episode is going to go a lot longer than what I thought. I can't see my timer as I'm looking at this questionnaire. So uh, thanks if you're still here. <laughs> I got two more questions to go. Number four, what's one of the hardest things that comes with being a business owner? Whew, whew. <laughs> um, I broke this down into two. Uh, number one, I put extra tasks and man, I don't care what line of work you're in. If you own a restaurant, a yoga studio, a retail clothing space, a doctor's office, it doesn't matter. The list of things that go into having the business sustain is just, it is long enough for me to hire, I would say five to seven people. Um, and I have one part-time person that I do not even have as like the full part-time realm. Like, uh, uh, she has a lot of health issues right now. And, uh, I would say I probably get about a solid two weeks a month from her. Yeah. And I think I could probably hire out like a good half a dozen people if I really wanted to. Um, I guess maybe two to three full-timers and like five to six part-timers, but still that's a lot. That's a lot of people let alone the fact of like actually teaching the yoga, which don't get me wrong, by the way, I am not by any means harping on my yoga teachers. I have a fantastic staff and crew of teachers. So please note, I'm not putting anything down on them, but they come in and they do their job and I uh, don't have the resources to pay them to do much more than their job. <laughs> so yay for what they do, but there's a lot of extra tasks. There's a lot more than goes into just coming in and doing the flow. I definitely have to spend more time on social media than what I really thought was going to be needed. Yes, I used social media a lot. I'm going to talk a lot about a, a lot about that on number five, but um, I didn't think it was going to need as much love as what it does. So that's one area. Um, but even whenever it comes to just not only cleaning the studio, so like, all right, let's do a sweep and a mop and a blah blah blah, but washing the towels. Um, having everything orderly in our front shop, taking care of the retail side of things. I have over 50 different businesses that I buy retail product from or that I have bought retail product from to sell in our little boutique shop. 50, five, zero. That is me working with that organization. Just, nobody else has done it, just me. Um, not uh, That's buying the product, let alone unboxing it, putting it into the system, putting it out onto display, rotating the display, which I definitely do not do enough of. Uh, I used to work at Express and man, does the old Express employee of me sometimes cringe whenever I'm like, oh my God, the turnover. I haven't done the turnover. I need to turn over the store. Um, 
to then customer service side of things to the back end of the systems that we use uh the virtual like even just uploading videos has to go on our end like the extra task list is way longer than what you could think way longer way 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 longer which then leads me to the second thing that is the hardest but the best thing for you to do and that is task delegation so uh perfect example could I do my taxes by myself yes have I hired have I hired an accountant to help me keep my ducks in a row and also just help me learn more uh help me re- like alleviate some time because if I was to do all my monthly quarterly yearly things myself then I it would take me potentially two hours for her to do something in 20 minutes so uh, that's just one example of task delegation but man is it hard to start task delegation even with something of like okay our community classes as I said we're at coffee shops breweries a shuffleboard court um, on the beach at an art gallery at a bunch of different places there are so many things that go into that puzzle so many things that are different from just our regular classes that don't necessarily need as much love on the back end so these ones need like events have to be created in different ways and we have to share them on different platforms and we have to communicate with the host and the way that the payments for them go and promoting them on social media. That is a big animal. Yet even just delegating the tasks to some of those things, it's going to take me, very similar to what I just talked about the accountant, it'll take me a good few hours to teach somebody what it, a, a task that I do in maybe 20 to 30 minutes. But you have to look at the long term. You have to look at how is this going to bring me more time, more energy to devote to this area that I'm seeing that needs more time and energy. Some task delegation is easy. Sweet the studio. That's easy. Or I hope it's easy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would say hardest things would just be related to the stuff that is not, uh, uh, that customers don't see. So the, the behind the scenes or the tasks of the business. All right. Going on to number five, what are the top three tips you'd give to anyone looking to start, run, and grow a business today? Number one, stick with your gut or your plan. So I told you before I was going to come back to this. My original thought was to open up a yoga studio and coffee shop. I told you my reason why, which was I wanted the yoga community to grow off of the mat. That's why our the other part of the Sky Limit business that I am slowly growing is called STL Off the Mat. So that's where we house all of our community classes. Like I, I share them more there. Um, the home of like our book club. Um, the home of the boutique shop. Uh, we have co-working. So just everything that you would do inside the studio or outside of the studio that is with Sky Limit but that we would say is off of the mat. Now, That was a big piece for me, having the community feel. Was I able to open up the yoga studio? No. Did I stick with my gut to make sure that I had a space for the community to still have a home? Yes. Did that mean that I turned down, no exaggeration, over a dozen different locations because I was not going to be able to have a, maybe a second studio room or have a studio room that was able to be multi-purpose 
Yes, I turned down dozens and dozens. And even in the building that I'm in now, working with my architect to get the room, like our small room, we call it the Lotus Room. And a lot of times it's very open. There are these um, like sliding doors that open up completely. So it just has like a little pillar uh, um, and you can just walk in, uh, walk around it in like a big circle. And um, man, my architect went through a phase of hating me because of how I wanted and needed that room to look. Uh, then, let alone the fact that I'm in a historic building. And at one point, they basically told me, like, I wanted barn doors was the feel that I had. And they said, well, nope, you can't have barn doors. That's against blah, blah, blah code of this historic building. And I, that's whenever I had to really, uh, I had to think outside the box. I've used that term thus far on this episode, and that's probably another tip I would give. Uh, so we used regular, like, doors that would be used for a closet cut out holes and put glass in them and then fogged the glass so that we have these sliding doors that are very modern like look but that work like a barn door and it it costs uh, I mean I saved money by cutting out by fogging myself etc but uh, the original quote that somebody gave me was like twelve thousand dollars just for these doors and I was like you funny I totally cannot afford that and instead I spent something like fifteen hundred dollars on the doors so um sticking to my gut though was huge and whenever people walk in they're always so surprised that that piece of the puzzle is there that's also then a home though I can close it off and I've rented that room out we have massages in that room kids yoga goes in that room our book club um on this upcoming Friday I'm literally going to have a private um uh teacher training it's a trauma-informed teacher training they're going to be taking over the studio Friday Saturday Sunday whenever they're here we now have a space for the classes to still happen you know in one of those two rooms all during that same day so our normal what like five classes I think in studio are happening this training is going on from nine to five. There'll be a massage going on in that in the small room at one point. And then in the evening, I had somebody book out um, a local chef that is doing a private uh, like food class. I don't know if it's cooking or tasting or something. I just hope that I get a sample. <laughs> um, but uh, all of that is happening in the same day. And there is no way that that kind of community feel would have existed if I was not adamant about having that tiny but fantastic room set up the way that it is. So do you have to make adjustments, which is I guess what I should go into uh, uh, my tip number two. Make adjustments with your mission in mind. So this definitely, you know, rolls off of what I was just talking about. And it's something that I've had to do multiple times. Um, For me, I had to make an adjustment from not having a coffee shop. I had to make an adjustment from, I originally wanted two yoga studios, a massage room and a community room. And well, guys, (laughs) that was, nope. That was totally not an option for my financial budget budget of what uh, spaces I could afford. So did I have to make adjustments? Yes, but I kept my mission in mind. Did that potentially push me back? Did it take longer to do? It sure did. It made the process so much harder. But now do people think of Sky's Limit as something totally different? Yes. 
Um, it's so cool now whenever I'm even wearing a Sky's the Limit shirt or uh, I have a student message me and they're like, oh my gosh, the amount of times that people are like, that yoga studio is so cool. Uh, I love what they do. I love, I've literally heard this word or this phrase and it warms my heart the most. I love that they build the yoga community off of the mat. Swear to God, said the exact off the mat statement that we use regularly as like our little slogan and I uh, totally pulled at my heartstrings. So be comfortable with making adjustments all while keeping your mission in mind. Now, the last tip I would say would be learn how to spend your money. <laughs> um, so earlier I was talking some about a website. Uh, yay for me just launching the TCY website. But fun fact, Sky's the Limit did not have a website from... So, well, I started one and that one kind of fell through because there's lots of things that weren't working and I just didn't pay for it to stay up. So from 2017 until 2021, there was literally no website. I ran everything from using Instagram, Facebook events, and Eventbrite. I did a little bit of email marketing, but that's it. So the largest class that I had was over 120 people, I think, in the state of Virginia. Um, I've had way bigger classes in Florida, but that's a lot of humans to have without even saying, go to this website, using other resources like Eventbrite. Um, and I have done that with TCY. I used other, uh, I found out that MailChimp has landing pages. So I just made a landing page for each one of my businesses, whenever, or businesses, <laughs> for each uh, uh, little category of TCY, strength, mobility, and uh, nutrition. I made a landing page for each one. And I linked each landing page to my link tree on Instagram so that this way, whenever, again, the world shut down and I was trying to build an online platform for this business as well and really just get it started, get it growing, there was a home for it. People could at least see information on a web page. It was not a website. It was just one single page with some text and some cute pictures. That's about it. Uh... How I would say that this falls into the category, though, of learn how to spend your uh, money is I did not have a website, but I realized the best way for me to reach people was using something like Instagram. What is one thing that people look for on Instagram? A pretty picture. And I'm not saying it had to be me doing a pretty yoga pose, but I needed pictures of a yoga class. I needed pictures of people rolling up their mats, people talking Um, from the TCY perspective. I needed pictures of me lifting weights, touching food, like so many little things. You need the content in order to post it. And uh, having those resources was huge. So did I save money for a while by not having a website up? Yes. Did I pay out money to get photos done? Yes. Uh, Did I pay for an architect? Yes. Did I do a lot of things on my own, like going to pick up uh, all of the lighting fixtures inside the yoga studio from a place in Chesapeake uh, where literally they barely fit in the car? Yes. (laughs) I saved literally over a $700 delivery fee just by me going and picking up the items myself. So learn how to spend your money. And you might not know how to spend your money. You might have to ask somebody to do it. Uh, Another good example I was so familiar and am so familiar with the platform MindBody, which if you have done any fitness classes over the past decade, I would assume that you have probably used that platform before. It is a booking system. Whenever it came to opening up the yoga studio, 
I knew that I needed that. I couldn't live on Eventbrite anymore. I had outgrown Eventbrite. I needed something else. And I went with a different company that is now called Moments. And I literally saved over $10,000 by using Moments rather than MindBody. That is a huge savings, guys. So just being aware, taking time to understand your resources, your platforms, learn how to spend your money, uh, learn, learn money, keep learning money. Money is a tricky thing, especially like for the, the wholesale side of things. Learning, you know, uh, is it worth it? Even though I really want this product and I think it looks good. Is this going to be an item that's going to turn over well? How can you find out what your clients like? Use a free resource like your social media to figure out, do you want uh, yoga bags or do you just want yoga t-shirts? Do you like that we sell essential oils? Do you want a diffuser? Yoga mats, do you want to buy them or do you just want to use the cheap ones that we will give you for free? Like ask your clients, people love, people love, love, love to feel like they are a part of something. So use your social platforms to help gather information and also make people feel like they are a part of your journey. Whew, I think that's it. Oh, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. That's it. The other one's just me sharing uh, uh, URLs and such. Whew, the damn, 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 damn. How much time did I... Yep, I went, I went over my normal 30 minutes. Sorry, guys. Uh, but like I said, if you... Uh, number one, if you listen to this far, thank you. And number two, if you know of somebody that is having difficulties with starting out, that is nervous to give it a try... Share this episode with them. That's another thing that I did, which they didn't really ask is uh, like the how, the how to get started. And I listened to so many podcasts. I still listen to so many podcasts, even if it's something that's like this, where it's just somebody answering questions on how they do things. Uh, I can tell you that I, I did not get the idea to not have a website until hearing about it on a podcast, swear to God. And I was like, damn, I don't really know if that's possible. Sure enough, I ran one business for four years and another one for two, all without having a website. So uh, use resources. Know that uh, uh, having that podcast episode where 90% of it just sounds like a conversation, you're not really learning so much, you might hear that one little tip. You might hear me say if you're in the fitness industry that I used moments instead of mind body and that's going to save you thousands and thousands of dollars later on down the road as you then decide to potentially look elsewhere rather than the big beast of mind body that takes over a lot of the fitness industry. Thank you so much for tuning in, for trusting me, uh, for nominating me if you did and uh, for just being here. It really does mean the world to me. Uh, you are also, as this questionnaire just asked me, you know, what's my motivating factor for Sky's the Limit? Um, you guys are 100% my motivating factor for TCY. There have definitely been times when I've been like, man, I don't want to record an episode. <laughs> Sorry, love you guys. But there's been times when I just don't want to talk. And obviously, that's the main thing of the show is me talking. Uh, but having conversations with you guys, uh, building relationships, gaining clients, um, learning about your families, uh, telling me what your favorite coffee is, uh, uh, all of the things, it really does mean so much to me, more than I can articulate. So thank you for being you. If you haven't already, go give the show a review. Maybe that's a little five-star tippy-tap on something like Spotify or iTunes. 
Thank you again for tuning in. And until next Tuesday, namaste and sleep thing.